Well, hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I don't know if that was earlier or not. I think I, you know, that's a problem. When I when I record or get behind the mic, I'm always eager and excited to talk about something. So I somehow, I press a button, record, and it takes about a couple seconds, so I don't know. But, you know, today is, it is Friday, the Friday, November 10th of 2023. The last, it's 11.10. Tomorrow will be Make-A-Wish, 11.11. How about that? You know, I think it's important that we take a, a time. To, today, it is a Marine's birthday, uh, United States Marines. I'm an Air Force guy, so, you know, I have to give hands down to the Air Force. It's still the best branch. Uh, that is a, a lot of bias, <laughs> a lot of bias in that. But regardless, tomorrow we're going to come up with a special episode on Echoes with Sauce. And it's more of a tribute to the men and women that have served our country and as well as a tribute for men and women that have died for this country as well. So you do not want to miss out that episode on Echoes of Sauce. But I want to get back into what we were talking about yesterday with divorce. And, you know, there's before, well, actually, before we start that off, did I say that today is a day that the Lord hath made and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it? How awesome is that? We look at how mighty and powerful God is and how when we look at the Luke chapter 14, the great banquet, when we look at it, retro speaking, we are invited to the banquet. You are invited to the banquet. And when it tells us in the Bible or in the, in the, in the parable of the, the guests or the, the wine, or not the wine, but the guests at the banquet table, we are supposed to go out into the world Talk to the sick people, talk to the sinners, talk to the, the the scum of the earth, talk to people that have messed up because they need prayer and so do we. And it's interesting because yesterday, that was one of the big things that, you know, I was, had to reflect, um, had to reflect on this because we, I need to do a better job and we need to do a better job of not being afraid to go out into the world. We cannot be afraid to stand our ground as brothers and sisters in Christ. It's easier said than done when we go out into the world and, you know, the pastor says, all right, guys, reach to somebody this week. Well, when when a pastor normally says that, I normally reach out to the people that I know because I know that I'm accepted by them. I mean, let's think about it. If you, How would you feel going to a, a random stranger and talking to them about God? I mean, or when the random stranger comes up to you and asks you about God because they see something on your shirt. You know, there's a shirt that I wore, I started wearing on campus, but God. Because through everything, there is God. But God, no matter the trouble, no matter the tribulation that you're going through, no matter if you had a bad week, but God is still with you. Anyway, it's Friday. You might have lost your job. You might have are thinking about layovers, but God is going to provide. And so I have started using that phrase, but God. Once I use that phrase, life doesn't, it's not as bad as people say it is. 
because I know my God is with me this week, but God. Oh, man, how's it going? Well, I've had a, a, a bad week, but God, I, but God provided food on the table. But God provided shelter for me at the end of the day. And then it's not as bad. And see, that's where you see the blessings through everything. And I feel like, or I know we are missing that in this day and age. We are. And whether you like it or not, we need, as brothers and sisters, need to be courageous in that and really go out into the world not being afraid of what people are going to think of us and just share the gospel because the time is coming. You look around the world, Jesus is coming and he is like a thief in the night. None of us will know the time or the date. But when he comes, he's going to bring back his church and he's going to raise up the church and we will all be raptured up. And then the wrath of God will be faced you know it was interesting because we look at we look at the world and i i've been thinking about this today too you know with the, the god's children how sad is it that get as his children there are so many lost people there are and it's so heartbreaking because people deliberately make and literally choose a life to disobey God. And that's what we're going to read into Mark chapter 10. And we're going to be kind of discussing about uh, two things. God blesses all of his children, no matter what. You might have made a mistake in your life. He still blesses you through life by providing you great parents. He blesses you. And all things are possible through God. So we're going to read those two things. And with the, before that, we're going to start off with the word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. May you guide us and protect us as we continue on the path that you have set before us. So that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms. And we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Now, I want to tell you the God bless the children. Um, before we start that, I'm going to read you about the importance of it and why we need to push for protecting children more than anything in this day and age. So in Mark chapter 10, verses 13, then they brought little children to him that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for, um, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms and laid his hands on them and blessed them. You know, this might actually, I might actually save the tomorrow all things are possible because that's kind of a lengthy uh, 
not lengthy, but it's, well, actually, that kind of coincides with what we're going to be talking about. Now, if you read in, uh, if you jump to Matt, Mark chapter 23, we're, uh, Mark ch chapter 10, verse 23, then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? Is it easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of God? And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men is it impossible, but not with God. For, <clears throat> for with God all things are possible. So with for God, for with God all things are possible. Verse 28, then Peter began to say to him, see, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left the house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. Who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands, with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life? But many who are first will be last, and the last shall be first. Holy cow. Now this is absolutely phenomenal. These two, I think these two parables or these two major life lessons, all things are possible through God and God blesses the little children. Let's go back to God blesses the little children back in Mark 10 or Mark chapter 10, verse 13 through 16. We look at that verse. We look at that, those verses. Have, think of when you were a child, think of the innocence you had. So let's go back in time. Let's hop in the temporary time machine. And let's look at some of the mistakes you made. You might have taken a cookie jar. You might have taken, you know, you had the innocence of a little child before your mind was corrupted by potentially, or actually by sin. And you can see the importance, you know, I look at children and as I look over time and I look over my life and I look around, I feel like that we have corrupted this next generation in our public schools. We have distorted what the uh, the contextual of marriage looks like, what the contextual of what parents are supposed to be in a, a, a husband and wife relationship and how they are supposed to act as parents. I feel like that's out the window. And is it out the window? 100%. Yes. Is it our fault? Yes. 
because once again back in 1960 once the supreme court once the supreme court ruled to take god out of our schools is the moment that our nation went to hell in a handbag it is that moment where the government says no 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 we are going to raise your children we are going to we are going to be the god per, per se <clears throat> now how do you think that goes how do you think that settles it doesn't settle very well and i could see why more and more families are homeschooling their children because would you honestly send your kids your kindergartner to school and then they have to be taught proper pronouns genders what genders you want to be let's think about it or would you want to send your sixth grader or your teenager to school and they are forced to dress and drag would you want to be comfortable with that i don't think so you should be attentive as parents now i'm not a parent myself um let alone i, I mean am i kind of glad i don't have kids in this generation yes I can, my heart truly goes out for families that are having babies now, this generation. Because I can only imagine what their kids are going to have to grow up in. Now, will I eventually have kids? Yes. Am I going to homeschool my kids? You bet yeah, I will. Because I don't want my kids being corrupted by sin at such a young age. And there's a reason why they are going at the, at a young age a couple of reasons number one when you when you ruin the innocence of a kid that is the ultimate blasphemy against god number one number two when you go after the young kids they you do the thinking for them so you tell them how to vote you tell them how to act you tell them what to do and how to react to certain situations so you're reprogramming them that's number two number three when you go home the children tell you what their thoughts are they tell you how to parent because the school tells them to if the kid doesn't want to if the kid challenges you he can call cps on you see that is out all the window so the pretty much the innocence of a child is out the door and that is completely that's blatantly blasphemy and it's interesting because we're seeing the consequences of it now in a generation we see it we see kids joining gangs we see kids that are going and doing stupid stuff such as pro protesting for terrorists and protesting for people that want to kill babies and and all that and pro and support of uh killing babies and killing their own the next generation that's another thing Along with protecting the innocent lives, think of, I can only think of when I think of innocent lives, I think of the abortion that is completely, holy cow, it's just out of this, out of this control. Ohio made a big mistake. When you have a party that just sits there and like kills and it's all, it's all in favor of killing babies, number one, and doesn't do anything. And then you have another complacent party. That says, oh, well, we gotta make it, we gotta make, uh, we have to make criteria. We have to make some exemptions. But last time I checked, 
God didn't give us an exemption. God didn't give you an exemption. Think of that. Think of if you were, if you think of it, if you're a product of rape. God's like, oh no, no, he's not pure. We're just gonna clean him off. You know, we're not gonna give him life. I'm not gonna give him life. But you are that product. And now look at you. You're I don't know what you're doing, but you could be a senator, you could be all this. You could be the next person that cures cancer, but you're not. But you're dead. Because somehow we had a we have an innocent, we have an incompetent generation that thinks it's okay to go kill babies. And another thing is, is that those 65 million people, the babies, the innocent lives, since abortion was legalized, they are now, we are now saying that, America saying no, we are our own God. We choose if you can have life or not. So now we think that we're God. So now no wonder why we see people judging each other so harshly. No wonder why we see people saying, no, you know what? No, it is up to me whether you live or not. No wonder why we have so, no wonder why this nation is full of depravity. No wonder why. Because we think that we are our own God. And that is mistakenly wrong. I am glad that I don't have that mindset. But the sad part is, is that sin is ravaging this nation at a super alarming rate. And last Tuesday was evident and it was, uh, <clears throat> it was evident of it. And my heart truly goes out for those people because it's unacceptable and so we also look at all things are possible as we kind of move on to the next thing because i think i bad i didn't badger but i think i hit a couple of good points on it all things are possible when i look at our life when i look at some people the stories that they've gone through especially since it's veterans day and we look at some of the veterans that they have gone through some have had their legs amputated and we look at the 47 bases that got attacked or uh, attacked in the Middle East, and somehow nobody's doing anything about it, but they're American bases. I think of how like this, the stories, the great comeback stories, how they're coming back and they're coming back fully. They're coming back because they trust in God. And that all the things they say is all things are possible. And it's interesting because when we put our trust in medicine, when we put our trust in anyone besides God, we will fail. You look at that, for instance. You look at a life between when they're battling, when you get the diagnosis of cancer, you have two ways of approaching that uh, diagnosis. Number one, you can say, oh, okay, I'm going to put my faith and trust in the medicine. I'm going to put my faith and trust in the doctors. I'm going to put my faith and trust in the world because the world knows better or you can put your faith and trust in god because god can do anything when you trust and believe in him and then we see comeback stories of people overcoming cancer and it's a miracle story we go it was interesting because i read a story and um this year with no shade november i tend to do research and especially when you're doing echoes of sauce and you're doing a podcast you're researching constantly so I did this research, and I think this actually ties in perfectly. This individual was diagnosed with stage four brain cancer, and he was out of Texas, uh, San Antonio, Texas. And he had a prognosis of about six months to live. And so what do you do when you have six months to live? Well, you're pretty much 
at any resort you're going to take, any opportunity, any cancer thing, anything that you want to do, you're going to take. You're going to try the experimental drugs. You're going to try anything. But you know what this individual did? This individual at the doctor's office said, you know what? No, I'm going to put my firm foundation in God. I'm going to put my firm and my faith in God because I know he can do anything. Now, did he utilize the resources that God provided them? Provided him a hundred percent, because literally that six each time he went, he of course he went through radiation, he went through chemo and stuff, and that six months turned into a year, and the year turned into two years, and next thing you know, he went to the doctor's office to see whether the cancer shrinked or whether if it continued to spread. And you know what the good thing is. He is now in remission. How awesome is that? And I loved his story because he stated that all things are possible with God. He's like, I can, oh, he's like, I could not imagine my life if I didn't put my trust and faith in God. I would probably be dead because I was five years ago when I only had six months to live. I know about you, but that is awesome news. And you look at other stories and you ask them, how can you be so happy when you're going through this? They're like, all things are possible with God. I know my God, I know my God is powerful. I know God loves me. This might suck, but God still loves me. So with this in mind, as Thanksgiving is coming closer, I think it's important that we thank us. We th thank God truly. And I know, I know. Next week, not next week, but the following week, the week of Thanksgiving from, um, starting November twentieth, which is a Monday. I want to set you to a challenge, to pray each day of Thanksgiving. Five days, Monday through Friday, and yes, Thanksgiving it falls on that. That could be a week of thanksgiving, literally, because you are being appreciative of what God has given unto you. And with this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. I thank you that you can just watch over us, that you can guard our hearts, that you can protect us. Lord, I, I am so blessed that you could do anything, anything that we set our minds to, Lord. I pray that no matter what happens, we may not be discouraged. I pray that you can give us the strength and the energy that we need each and every day. Lord, I am so blessed that you sent your son to die on the cross for us. And Lord, I just pray that we can come to you with a heart of repentance, repentant of our minds, our action, and our hearts, so that we can go forward tomorrow or even now and reach out to the broken world by inviting them to church, small group, Bible study, or whatever, Lord, so that they have an opportunity to know who you are, Lord. And Lord, may you give us the strength and the energy that we need each and every day so that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms and we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, with this in mind, guys, I hope you have an awesome day. And remember, God loves you, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye.
gonna be afraid Cause these waves are only waves I'm not gonna be afraid No, I'm not gonna be afraid And I'm not gonna fear the storm You are greater 